What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning into the Crypto Commission podcast. In today's episode, we interview Shill Gates. You can follow him on Twitter at Real Shill Gates. He is a great dude. It was a conversation where we learned a lot. We talk about mining and masternodes. We also talk about Shill's overall experiences as an entrepreneur. Uh, we discuss shilling and self-promotion. And then there's some other topics that we dig into in more detail. Uh, I am going to mark this episode NSFW because there's some strong language. We get very passionate about some of uh, some of these topics that we discuss, uh, and the conversation gets lively. So uh, we had a lot of fun. We hope you will enjoy the podcast. We'd love for you to visit us on iTunes at the Crypto Commission Podcast. Uh, give us a five-star rating. Leave us some comments. Let us know what your feedback is on the show. Also, we'd love to engage with you on Twitter. If you could follow us at Let's Talk Coin, uh, let us know what you think about the show, who you'd like to hear on, uh, and just any content that you feel would be necessary in helping to educate traders at every level, because that's ultimately our goal. We want to make sure that we're providing an educational and engaging experience as we all have fun in building our cryptocurrency asset portfolios. So guys, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and kick it off episode four of the Crypto Commission podcast with our guest, Shill Gates. Welcome to the Crypto Commission podcast. Here are your hosts, Lambo Leo and the Bitcoin Broski. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Crypto Commission podcast. I am the Bitcoin Broski here with my co-host Lambo Leo. Say what's up, Leo. What's up, guys? It's Lambo Leo. Uh, today we have our special guest, Shill Gates. Nice to meet you, buddy. Yeah, what's up, guys? Shill, welcome, man. We're uh, we're excited to have you on here. We know that you uh, you've got a, a pretty pretty wide area of expertise when it comes to the different aspects of the crypto market. And we're, uh, we're looking forward to having this conversation and uh, hearing what you have to say, man. So, um, you know, normally we kick, kick things off just trying to get a better understanding of how people were, where they were when they started. So, uh, you know, if you could go back to that first day of trading, what's the, the one piece of advice that you wish somebody would have given you? All right. First, I just want to say thanks for having me on. Like, I appreciate you guys for reaching out and all that. Like, I really like what you're doing here. Um, Thanks, but man. To, to answer your question, um, I had to think about this too, because like you asked me to like answer this, and I had to think back because originally, like when I first got into crypto, for me it wasn't about all the trading and investing stuff. Like I just put some money in because a buddy told me to a couple years ago, and like obviously that was just Bitcoin, and that money grew. But when I really got in was with mining and mining east like a couple years back as well and that's where i started to gain some capital but when i thought about it i thought more currently like it wouldn't have helped me when i first got in because i wasn't trading but more currently if i could have gone back and told myself um and i talk about this on my twitter all the time is uh mitigating your greed it's <laughs> like the most important thing in my opinion like knowing when to sell, like if you're mm -hmm. up, take your profits, lock them in, like because I've lost more money than I can count by being greedy and thinking that it was going to go up more and it didn't. And then I didn't sell and I got wrecked. Yeah. Well, mining, mining's an interesting way that you got in, eh? First. Usually yeah. Like I invested yeah. in Bitcoin first, but like it wasn't a, a real investment. Like sure. it was a couple hundred dollars and, you know, it was years ago. I never thought twice about it. Like it grew into a lot more, but it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to invest in Bitcoin. You know what I mean? Like I just threw some extra money I had at it. Absolutely. How have you mitigated your risk? 
Uh, it's been a big issue. Like I said, when, when I like, so I do different things. Like I'm mining, I invest like long-term and then I do like day trading as much as I can. I like So this. mitigating risk on my investments is obviously FA, like fundamental analysis, looking into the projects, figuring out which projects are feasible to come to fruition and what could be successful. And that's where I look to put my money. Now, there's also an alternative view for that, looking for ones that are just going to pump, like the gem hunting stuff. I do a little of that, too. And that's less about FA and more about charts and just, you know, bottoming out and low market caps. But uh, for me, mitigating risk just comes, like I said earlier, knowing when to sell. And for me, anytime you're in the green is a good time to sell. But sure. you got to be, a, you know, you always want to maximize your profits. So in longer term and swing trading investments, I look anywhere over 10%, you know, usually a lot more, like hundreds of percent. But in day trading, I'm a scalp trader. So scalping is just taking one to three percent on a trade and not looking back, no matter what it does. So show so with... day trading. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. What's that? No, I was just going to say, so day trading is a little more precise and it's less about, you know, getting a big green candles. And it's more about just taking incremental small profits and having those add up. So obviously you're very knowledgeable on on these things what what's your background i mean do you come from from a financial background or is this all no, been no, no, no. <laughs> it's funny because when i like whenever people ask me this stuff like i tell them like i'm a street kid like i grew up in the hood like nice i was like just out running around like a crazy person and like i finally started getting my life together and like all this kind of just fell in my lap like i've always just been about getting money and i made a ton of mistakes in my life and now it's just like all about doing positive and helping other people. And so it's kind of a cool story, but like, I'm not the traditional, if there is a traditional mold of a crypto person, I was never into tech. Like I was always out partying and in the streets. Like I had nothing to do with financial. I had nothing to do with even computers, like building these miners. I had to teach myself all this shit, just like from the internet. Like I didn't know anything about computers. So in doing that, was there a particular resource? Because I know that like, right now I'm, I'm working on getting my first rig up. Uh, was uh, there a me, particular resource that you focused on? Yeah, you, I mean, YouTube. YouTube has taught me so many things over the years. I mean, I'm also a professional photographer and retoucher. I learned all of that off of YouTube. Like everything that I've done, I'll, it's such a cool time to be alive. It's, and, so like, I wish, yeah. it's very yeah. underestimated. YouTube. Yeah very underestimated in terms of how much knowledge you can obtain just by watching videos for free. Exactly. And cause I've always been like more of like a visual learner. So like sitting in a classroom and just hearing a teacher lecture, like I never learned well that way. Like I did okay in school cause I'm just naturally smart, but like being able to sit on YouTube and watch somebody actually going through the process of doing these things, like that really helps my brain. And that's a, that's a huge point. That's a huge point. I'm very similar in that way. I went to college yeah, yeah. and I thought the same way I had these business professors and I was like, man, I just don't get it that way. I used to detail boats at the yacht club and business wasn't done this way or that. It, oh, it you were a detailer? Fun. I was a detailer too. <laughs> no, you weren't. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I worked at a shop. I mean, we did cars, not boats, but same I difference. Did, yeah. When I was 16, I would just like hustle the boat yard and like I grew it. I made little business cars and whatnot, but 
Um, so moving on a little bit, we talked about as you know, we're learning and growing just like in life in the space. What, how has your strategy changed from when you started trading and investing and how has it evolved? All right. So like the thing I always tell everybody that, especially when people message me, like, and they don't understand or whatever, like everybody has to start somewhere and you have to like bump your head to learn. So when I first started out, I had obviously no clue what I was doing and taking those losses really makes you want to either quit or dig in and, and like learn how to not take them anymore. And for me, it was about learning TA, learning about market cycles, you know, obviously learning how to analyze a project and do the fundamental analysis on it rather than just buying something because somebody said to buy it. You know, I think a lot of new people come in and they get bad advice from people who may not have the best motives. And, you know, for me, it's much more important to learn this stuff for yourself so you can do all the analysis yourself. Yeah, that's a great point. And usually sometimes when people just get in, they might be getting great information, but that won't last long. So you have to learn it on your own. You need to know where your money's getting invested, especially, you know, if you have multiple sources of income throughout, if you're hedged a lot, boy, you need to know a lot. You know, the more you do, the more you need to learn. So you definitely need to learn yourself. I agree with that. So I, I got to jump in here real quick. All right. So obviously right now, um, just for anyone who's listening, we're recording this on, on July 18th. You'll probably get it in about a week, but yep. uh, there is, there's a lot of shit being thrown around right now on crypto Twitter. Uh, and it has to do around proper information. There. Oh, I'm going there, bro. I'm going there. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the thing is, is like, it, obviously, I, I was new in the space. I think I, I did what a lot of people do. I jumped on. I looked at who had the most followers. I assumed that was because they had credibility. Um, and, you know, some people do, some people don't. Uh, either way, um, you know, show what's your what's your experience been on both sides of that as someone who at one point in time was new and now does have a big following what a what has that journey been like for you i mean were you one to ever follow another person i don't want to say blindly but on limited information uh not so much like for me it's weird because like my story is different like i started over on facebook and i just i'm fairly new to Twitter. Like I always hated Twitter. So I just never used it. Like I didn't know crypto Twitter existed. I only just got here like within the past year, but I ran like a couple groups over on Facebook and they were fairly large. So I was doing a lot more, like a lot less shit posting over there and a lot more like <laughs> of the TA type educational stuff just to okay. help people out. Like I didn't even have a motive. Like I just was a moderator in this group and was helping people. But, um, so when I came over to Twitter, it was mostly just shit posting at first. So a lot of my following came from that. But then I was like, yo, I got all these people and like, I want to try to help them out too, because, you know, everybody's looking for information, yeah, myself included. So it was just like, I have some information I can share. Why don't I share it? So now on the other side of that, right, uh, being that you've, uh, are you still, are you still on Facebook too, or are you? 100 no, no. crypto twitter no, I, after i got to like crypto twitter is so much better than crypto facebook it's insane <laughs> like, it's like the dark ages over there i say it all the time like i don't even go on facebook anymore i'm just all twitter now well so being that you're now all on twitter uh obviously there's there's been a lot of um 
there's been a lot of stuff going around, right, with people not disclosing payment and things of that nature. What are your thoughts on public shilling, whether it's disclosed or undisclosed? I think it depends on how you do it. You know, there's there's types of shills where they're they're unethically telling their followers to buy something at an all time high. And to me, that's really fucked up. Like, I'm not going to mention any names, but there's a, a specific group right now that's pumping this one coin. And like, it's just pumped, like maybe like 100 percent or something. I don't even know the numbers. And they're telling people to still buy it. And they're like, it's going to go higher. It's going to go higher. I'm like, first of all, we're in a bear market. And like everything retraces, like you're basically going to get people wrecked. And it's just clear shilling. That to me is wrong. Doing shills like where you partner with a company and let's say they give you some type of amount of whatever of their token or whatever. And you're just mentioning their product and saying, hey, look, I like this project. You should go look into it, maybe even disclosing that you're working with them. I don't see any issue with that because that's just marketing. Sure. But as long as you're upfront with your followers, at least to the degree of say, like protecting them, you know, that's, well, that's the biggest yeah. thing. I think it's a, it's a respect thing. Sure. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, it's funny because in the past couple of days, there's also the article circulating by Forbes about highest paid celebrities and Kylie Jenner topped the female list. And so many people were throwing shade um, for her making the money the way that she did. And those are the same people that are shilling a bullshit project to their 50,000 followers, you know? So it's like, there are clear similarities there. Obviously, she's not a financial advisor, but... I think a lot of it's jealousy. I think, honestly, like, because I I used to kind of come from that space, too. So I'll I'll readily admit it. Like, it was, oh, this person's getting paid. Like, I kind of wish I was in that position. Not so much that I'd be shilling, but just that, like, it was like a hate thing. And it, it comes from a place of insecurity in people. And I feel like that's why a lot of these people that are like calling out these shills or whatever are doing it because they secretly aren't doing well. Yeah. yeah. It's not even in crypto, just in life. Yeah. A lot of people, it just seems like we're at a time where people don't want to see other people do well. It's a pretty weird time, but it's definitely yeah, what's like, why would you why would you not want to see other people succeed like my whole thing is as long as you're ethically shilling it's there's nothing wrong with it like you're not sure. telling your followers to buy after a pump you're just telling them hey look into this coin and yep. you you yep. got some marketing for it because like you got they have money to some marketing and you have a following they have to pay to use your following exactly yeah. having yep Crazy. So I don't know. It's it's just a weird it's a weird situation because like people get so upset about it and I'm just kind of looking at it like why would you be upset at somebody making money? These people are creating money out of thin air. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean literally yeah. these I these ICOs like they're making money out of nothing. They're it's creating true. a new currency. <laughs> they are. True. And it's a lot of it's just it's just hype, you know what I mean? So it's going to be yeah. it's going to be interesting to see how all that pans out and then how that blows back on the people that were were pumping those bags so hard. Um, I think that actually makes for a good segue, dude. So talking about ICOs and kind of the the rise in their popularity and now, you know, the rise in masternode popularity and all of that. What do you see or where do you see rather the space going in the next five to ten years? Well, it's interesting you brought up masternodes. Because like I, I said, I'm a miner. I've been a miner for a while and mm-hmm. mining hasn't been doing so well. I don't do ASICs. I'm all uh, GPU mining. And uh, 
you know, obviously with declining prices in coins, the mining rewards have been declining as well. So I've been, mining is really resources intensive, especially when you get on like bigger scale stuff. I'm not huge or anything, but like, you know, I've got enough that it's like, I can't put any more because the electricity I'm drawing through my grid is, I'd have to get everything rewired and it's insane. So I've been looking, yeah, I've been looking like into master nodes because it's not resource intensive at all. And I've been planning on doing like looking to work with projects to start this transition over and kind of document the whole experience because I never really got to document my start into mining. And I feel like it can be helpful to people to see how to get into master nodes. And it just works out perfectly that I'm like looking to sell off some of my miners now and move over. Yeah. So for somebody that is new to mining, what would be the first things uh, that they should take into consideration if there's somebody here that has no clue about mining or what to do? The number one thing you have to figure out is what you pay in electricity, because that's right. greatly going to affect what your returns look like. You may not even be profitable. It could cost you money to mine. Yeah. If your electricity bills high enough, like this is really, really intensive computing and it takes a lot of power so don't so, run it in your mom's basement is what you're saying yeah i mean <laughs> unless your mom's fat like i think the average is like 12 cents per kilowatt hour which is around what i pay but i've heard of people in other countries and stuff paying like double that and like yep. right now for them mining they probably just better right. off shutting them off sure yeah my wife is from latvia and i you know we were over there this summer and i was looking into that and they pay about 30 cents per kilowatt hour. So, oh, I mean, when, when you do the conversion. So, it didn't make any sense to get stuff going over there. No, but you you'd know, be the losing bulk, money. Right. It would cost yeah. you to mine. Well, and the so what they do, a lot of them, is they'll actually, the people who are big into that, they'll build mining operations in the Ukraine. And they'll mine in the Ukraine. And uh, right. there, there it's like, it was some crazy numbers, like 7 cents a kilowatt hour, 5 cents a yeah. kilowatt hour. So. I wish I had the resources to like move something and buy a warehouse somewhere like in some other country because some countries it's free like electricity or it's like a one time thing and it's a flat rate like it's insane. Nuts. Just move move everything there. Let's go. So, yeah, to, to, to kind of answer. Let's cut the question, podcast. Though, like, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> to kind of answer your question where I see it going, I do see a lot more tokens going to uh, proof of stake over proof of work. I don't think proof of work will become irrelevant because people still like it. Obviously, coins like having a mining community around it because it helps the coin. Sure. I'm a miner first. I like mining, but I do see a lot more moving towards this proof of stake and masternode thing because it's it's less resource intensive and it's better for the environment. Yeah, that's a, a big thing you bring up because I know you know I was at a meetup last night and that was a topic of conversation is people really are starting to take a negative look at mining because of its impact on the environment. Uh, is there a reason, I mean, I know you're, you're a miner first and you enjoy it. Is there a reason you're looking to transition over? Do you just feel like the return is going to be higher from staking than from mining? Uh, I don't know so much that the return is going to be higher because here's the, here's the issue with uh, staking. Staking, you have to, that coin has to perform well, right? So like with yep. mining, I can mine any coin that's mineable and I can switch and pick between. If I buy a master node, I'm locked into that coin. You see what I'm saying? Yep. Like right now, I can mine ETH. I can mine anything on the Equihash algorithm. I can mine anything on the Lira2Rev algorithm. Like there's tons of options for me. 
Plus, I can turn around and sell my graphics cards if I need to to some gamer. So, like, I'm covered in a lot of different ways that way. Whereas ASICs and Masternodes, they're kind of one-trick ponies. And if something goes wrong, like, you're shit out of luck. Now, do you feel like there's there's going to be continued profitability for people that are just getting into mining? Or is everything becoming more and more centralized to the point where if someone's going to build a, you know, a six to eight GPU rig, it's not necessarily going to be worth that investment on their end? It's going to depend on what Bitcoin decides to do. Like, uh, we can get into this later, but I like Bitcoin dictates this whole market and I hate it. And... <laughs> I'm serious. Like, I, I want the market to move freely. You know what I mean? Like, yep. Bitcoin's dictating everything, and it can pull everything down or pull everything up. I want Smart. everything to move on its own merit. Like, I want good projects to win, and I want bad projects to lose. And, like, you know, I'm not knocking Bitcoin. I mean, I do a lot, and people don't like that. But, like, I, I'm not going to do that here. But well, there's I don't like how Bitcoin controls everything. Yeah. It does control everything. And it seems, I mean, look at how fast that this market is taking place from the, from the peak of the bear, the bull run to where we are right now. It's unbelievable. Things shift, whether it's like now, it seems like a lot more people are getting into master nodes and mining in general. And just the right. shift of mindset and sentiment as well is leading to, I mean, you have to be agile in this market and it, it kind of sucks. I mean, well, yeah, like I want to be able to just chart the projects I like. I don't want to have to look at Bitcoin every time I'm considering a trade right. because I got to make sure that now Bitcoin's not going to shit the bed. Yeah. And like yeah, the I way mean, that the analogy that I always use is like measuring everything in Bitcoin would be like measuring Apple stock and Facebook stock. Right. Like you got to look at this like a stock market. It's like a secondary stock market of these tokenized items. And I want everything to move freely. When when Facebook goes down, it doesn't bring Apple down with it. I don't think it'll move the freely. Whole market's crashing. You think I don't it know. Move really? I, think, I don't see I think it. Bitcoin's losing its dominance. It so, is. So jump jump in on that show. So what would it take, do you think, for a decoupling of the two? Uh sadly, probably crash like a Bitcoin, and then everything would kind of have to like rise if it even rose at all, like that's a big risk. So, yeah. So going on to the next question, because it seems like we know what you hate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's one thing you love about the space? And I mean, one thing you hate other than Bitcoin. <laughs> all right. So um, I, I love the people in the community. Uh, you know, I generally don't like people, but I think everybody's <laughs> for the most part been super helpful. Definitely like the shit poster background too. Like there's definitely like a humor like a dark humor side that I really enjoy. And everybody like kind of gets the jokes and is just in on them. And like, you know, even I'm thinking back to a couple, I guess months ago now. Um, Crypto Messiah, I don't know if you know him. He's one of the yeah. bigger accounts where he did that thing and he got everybody making their profiles into the Bogdanov twins. And like that stuff is just yeah. so cool to me. Yeah, like, I did see that. Where's he Where's been, man? I feel like he's off of off of Twitter altogether now. Possibly. Did we lose your show? It's just I'm here. Oh, okay. All right. So now yeah, I haven't saying, seen him in a couple did, of days. He's been gone, huh? 
Yeah, I mean, I talked to him in DMs, like he's one of my homies, but uh, I haven't seen him in a couple of days, like posting or anything. I was wondering about that, actually. Well, somebody had posted that he got in a, a car accident. And he wasn't going to be posting anymore. A car accident? Uh, I hope, I hope yeah. his lips cushion the blow. <laughs> Man, it's <laughs> crazy. airbags. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's crazy so, how you could slide into people's DMs, isn't it? In this space. Everybody's so Yeah, no. Crazy. I leave. I'm not going to put him on blast, but one of the uh, bigger I was going through all that drama, like he hit me up and he was just like being super reassuring. And it was just cool to see that because like I've always respected him and like we never spoke before. And like he reached out to me and it just made me feel really good because like to know that he kind of had my back on that shit. Well, and dude, I mean, the space has been incredibly welcoming to us. I mean, that's how that's how you ended up being on on here, right? I mean, just a just a DM that led to a conversation to here yeah, we are. Super simple. Like I'm always down to talk. Like my big thing, the, the other thing I want to focus on is helping like people that make awesome content like you guys. I want to help grow your audience because you deserve such a like much bigger one than you have right now. And I know you guys are probably just starting. Out of work and it's, it's appreciated but we appreciate you being on man so i mean we we've got that thing you love what's the thing you hate the thing i hate is just like the toxicity you know like there's there's a ton of toxic personality people just trying to tear other people down you know like i get a lot because i enjoy fighting on twitter but i rarely ever am the one that goes after somebody it's usually me responding to some shit and i don't know just there's a ton of like hating on coins like i don't i don't give a fuck what coin i'm making money off right like there's a lot of people that that stick to the whole decentralized thing and blah 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 like i'm all about variety so like if some coins are less decentralized i don't care i'm not gonna hate on them like i said i was on a bella bitcoin bella's podcast and i said something that really like makes a lot of sense to me like every coin that you shit on and call a shit coin is somebody else's favorite coin it's true right so like you gotta always keep that in mind like i always say shit coin like just in the humorous sense because like i own a lot of shit coins but like the people that are actually like every day like just bashing coins it, it gets old for me. I don't like that that level of negativity and hatred. I mean, dude, shitcoin is a term of endearment. You know what I mean? Right. If it wasn't yeah, yeah. for shitcoins, we your way out. wouldn't be here. It's your way <laughs> out. Like, it's, it's even worse on Facebook, though. Like, on Facebook, like, it, it feels like a lot more noobish. And that's not to, like, bash on noobs. But, like, everybody just is kind of running around. Like, any coin you mention, they just, every comment is, like, shitcoin, shitcoin, shitcoin. And it's not, like... In the endearing sense, it's like these people have no idea what they're talking about, and they just call everything they don't like a shitcoin. Well, it's like sixth grade the first time somebody says "fuck," you know, it's all anyone ever yeah, says yeah, after exactly. that. It's the, exactly. the space. You know, so like so, I, I don't know, like I I'm not like a big Ripple fan, but like so many people hate on that coin, and it's just kind of like what for? Like just let them do their thing. And I, I understand the uh, the Bitcoin Cash hate just because of the way Roger Ver is going about it. Like, I don't agree with that at all. So that, that kind of makes a little more sense to me. 
like just with the way he's taken over uh what is it bitcoin.com or whatever yeah. and he just yes. constantly like as much as i don't like bitcoin i don't don't like the way he's going about trashing my do my take on roger ver because i mean when he was a Bitcoin maximalist, everyone loves him because he's that guy. Like he's out there. He is aggressive. He knows how to he knows how to market what he wants to market. You know, right. and he, he's aggressive with his shit. And I think that now that he's flipped sides, what was once everyone's best best weapon is now the worst thing that's playing against them. And right, right, right. You know? I just think the way the way he went about it wasn't beneficial to him or his coin. Sure. You know what I mean? Like. He's, he's pissing a lot of people off. And obviously, like, uh, Bitcoin Cash has a decent community. Like, it always pumps. It's always time price zone. That, you know, it's stable or as stable mm -hmm. as crypto gets. But, like, I don't know. To me, he did more harm than good by the approach he took. And that kind of turned me off to it. Like, I don't bash it. Like, obviously, it's good meme material. Like, so, the meme about there's no personal feeling attached. It's just trying to be funny. But, like. Um, there, there's like real hatred for that whole war between Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, and I think his coin could have done a lot better if he took a different approach. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what the the collective thought is behind Bitcoin Cash and how they how they get out there, but it seems like anyone in any kind of power position with that project, everyone shits on constantly. So. Yeah, no, it's true. And it's the same with Ripple. Like, everybody's like, oh, fuck the banks, blah, 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 blah. But, like, I bank all the time, and I've never had an issue with a bank. Like, we're talking about, like, the big major, like, like Goldman Sachs banks and the subprime mortgage crisis and all the dirty shit they did with that. But that didn't, like, affect me and my local bank. Right. Right. Well, I mean, everyone saw the big short, so they took they took that personally. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So. so there's these <laughs> mentalities that kind of, like, prevail in crypto. And I get it. Like, it's... It's a really like narky driven like fan base like so they hate any type of centralization or governments or anything like that. But I'm caring, but I'm not that. I'm more of a middle of the road. Like I like banks. I like PayPal. Like I use PayPal all the time. It's great for sending money. Like I'm not one of these like crush the whole system and reinstall it with crypto. Right. Well, I'm just, all, I'd see this as an opportunity. Yeah, they're all maximalists. You know, they want their coin to succeed and they will try and destroy anything else on the way up. Right. Everybody. Wants right. I mean, most of my funds are in crypto. Like I am a crypto maximalist, but I, at the same time, I'm not. I believe both can exist. Exactly. I'm not like out here to crush banks. I'm just out here to like say, hey, we got market growing right now. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's unrealistic to think that things are going to transition quickly. I mean, for banks right. to die and crypto to replace, I mean, you're looking at decades. This isn't yeah, going to be if at all. correct. You know what I mean? So, yeah, dude, it's, I think that there's, there's a lot of maturing that needs to still occur. Um, and there, I mean, there's a lot of people in the space that, that are incredibly, incredibly mature and have a business mind. My thought right. is that most people don't come from an entrepreneurial background. Most people haven't ever had to hustle before. So, they get emotionally tied to stuff because exactly. they feel they feel that that's how that's how it's going to best serve them moving forward. When you got to take the emotion out, they're so new to all this, and like like I always say, like crypto created like multimillionaires overnight, and like these people didn't do anything. Like they just threw a couple hundred in, and like you know a couple years later, now they have a million. 
Sure, and it's yeah. insane, like how that works. So like a lot of these people like don't know how to handle themselves and don't really know exactly how they got rich. You know what I'm saying? Like it just right. happened. It's like winning a lottery. So like for me, it's kind of been always coming from a place of I don't know. I want to learn and everything that I learn, I want to help other people learn. Whereas I don't want to be standing on some pedestal like, oh, yeah, I made these great calls, blah, blah, blah. And now I made some money. It's it's never been about that with me. Like, yes, I want money, but money doesn't isn't the end all be all for me. Like, I like people. I like spreading love. Like, I like relationships. Like, I just enjoy life. So, so let's dig into that, bro. That's that's always the question that we like to to get people to answer, um, you know, digging into why people do what they do, because, you know, money isn't it. If you wake up chasing money, then you'll never really find it. You got to have a cause bigger than that. So so what is it for you, dude? What's the what's the why that keeps you going on a day in day out basis? Well, for, for other people, it comes back to the first question you asked me, and that's greed. And it's about mitigating greed. Like you, you can apply that to trading and you can apply it to life, right? So like I don't trust people that their only goal is money because I, I like to me, that's, that's a false pursuit. Like you should be pursuing being a good person. You should be pursuing like being good to others. Well said. And, you know, just finding inner peace and inner happiness. You know, I know rich people that fucking hate themselves. Oh. So <laughs> yeah. I, for I, me... I, it's about like constant evolution of myself. Like I'm a really open-minded person. If you present me with evidence that goes against what I already believe, I'm fully willing to take it in, read it, and even change my mind. You know, my, my whole life has been just a hot mess. Like I was a bad person before. I, was, I did some bad things, and it's just been like insanity on top of insanity. And through all that, though, like I wouldn't change it for the world because it changed me for the better and taught me how to be a better person. Hey, Amen. Hey, Amen. No, that's so it, it's about constant evolution. You want everything you can every day to analyze yourself and be better. So so in talking about that, you know what uh, coming from where you came from. Right. And I, I don't know what you care to share, what you don't care to share, but. What has that looked like from a personal growth standpoint? What steps have you taken to make sure that you are regimenting your day, scheduling your time for progress? Uh, it's tough to say. All I know is that like the life that I used to live, I used to like, and then I kind of stopped liking it. Like it was, I liked it in a sick way because it was a sick way of living. But like, it's just been like, kind of this natural process where as I get older I've slowly been like slowing down more kind of starting to appreciate more and being a little less wild I think it's just a natural evolution that everybody goes through no matter what type of life they're leading like when you're young you're dumb you think you can take over the world and you know you're running out like just head first into things whereas now like I kind of like stop and smell the roses and like just like plan out my setups a little more and just try to be a good person. That's what it's all about at the end of the day is being being a good person and loving yourself. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. I I have a I have a similar background. I know exactly what you mean and it's just for people like life is fucking hard for yeah. everyone. You know like shit's going to happen, you know, the or when people I hear people sometimes like talking about that person or talking about that person. I'm like, why are we talking about other people? Let's talk about things. Let's, you know, improve. Everybody has their bad right. habits. Everybody, 
everybody has their thing, whether it's they smoke weed or it's, they drink coffee or they don't I'm read doing both right now. no it's whatever it is you have our vices and it's just the awareness to just guys there yeah yeah can you hear us chill do we lose you check check chill (laughs) (laughs) i hear you there we go oh you're back no i was just saying yeah no i cut out for a second i couldn't hear anything yeah. So I was just saying it's about the awareness, having the awareness to, you know, just want to be better. And then things start becoming better. People want to help you when you're a little more positive. Right. And the willingness to admit your mistakes. Like everybody fucks up. Like I'm not coming from someplace like I'm this great human now. Like I still have all my own personal issues that I try to work on. But it's cool embracing them and being able to be honest with them, like with other people. Yeah. Not keeping them in the shadows. Just being exactly. out and open. We have when you have nothing to hide. Oh my gosh, that feeling is, it's a it changes yeah. it changes your life. Period. Nah, I, I'm fully on board with that. Yeah. So, dude, let's uh let's talk a little bit about what you got going on right now. I know you've you've already built quite the brand for yourself in the space, and you're continuing to to move forward and get things going. Uh, what led you to uh, to jumping on YouTube and getting some of those videos underway? Like like I said, I. Just I have all right, so it's twofold, right? I have knowledge that I've accrued over my time. Like I spent hours and hours and hours just watching YouTube and learning, and I felt like now that I kind of have this following, I felt this responsibility to be providing them with something. So this was just the best thing I could come up with. And to be fully transparent, I'm also trying to monetize. Like there's nothing wrong with doing that. Like I want to grow a YouTube channel. I want to have a viewership. I don't feel feel like by providing people with content and getting paid for advertising on that content by Google ads or whatever, Mm -hmm. like that's not taking anything from my followers. They're still receiving the content. They don't have to do anything. And that's what all these, these pages are trying to do. Like anyone that tells you they're not is lying to you. And for me, like the other thing that I really want to do, like I'm an artist, I do like photography and graphic work and stuff. I want to make like a really nice t-shirt line of stuff that people are actually going to want to wear out and not just like a shirt that says hold, you know what I mean? Like stuff that looks good that you might not even know from first glance is a crypto related thing. But I think people are really into like repping what they're into. And I feel like for me, being able to create t-shirts for people is going to be something cool. That is a dope idea. I was looking up shirts today. I was just looking up. I wanted to get some. Yeah, I'm telling you. Oh, that's crazy. You just mentioned but... them. I'll be your customer. I'm your first customer. Yeah, well, it's funny because we were talking about like shilling and stuff. And I think like this, like what I just said, it's important to admit that like I'm looking to monetize things. Yes, it's okay to say that. And that's what all these accounts are trying to do. And, and in for them to tell you or pretend like they're not, like they're just hiding from the truth. And I'm not knocking them for hiding. I understand it's a touchy subject, but like, I'm not trying to use my followers. I'm trying to give them content in return for, you know, some capital, whether that's a t-shirt, like a t-shirt is something you can hold. I give you a t-shirt. It's, it's a barter thing. Like we're trading. Mm -hmm. Same thing with my videos. I'm giving you information. So if I'm getting paid on the back end by Google because they threw an advertisement on the beginning that you likely used ad block to block anyway, like there's nothing wrong with that. 
There's not. And you know, you have to promote you, right? I mean, that's like with, with the podcast, when we put it out, we can't rely on other people to promote it. We have to promote it. You know, if, if we don't, if we don't mention it, then no one's going to know. And when it comes to your brand, I think that an area where everyone can just take a little, uh, take it a little easy is just, you gotta, you gotta pump your bags. You gotta be the person to promote what you got going on. Cause no one else is going to come and do it for you. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know, if I'm not here trying to make money, I'm majorly wasting my time. Like what's the point of all of this? So for Correct. me, like we're even working with other coins and companies and quote unquote shilling their coins. I feel as long as if I'm approached, as long as I'm upfront about telling people and protecting people saying to like, go read up on this and not just telling them to buy it. Like if I'm getting paid on the back end to do some marketing, I don't feel like there's anything wrong with that as long as I'm taking care of the people that follow. Absolutely. And you know, you have, you've always come across and I mean, obviously it's evident from us having this conversation, you're a person that is responsive to the people that reach out to you. So I I would probably go so far again. Oh, can you hear me now? You there, show? Yo, yo. Are we back? Yeah, Check I can hear you now. All right, cool. So, gotcha. No, I was just saying, you, you seem like a person who's who's responsive, you know, who's willing to to actually have a real conversation with someone if they had a question about something that you may promote on your on your Twitter, you know? Right, so yeah. It's, no, I like it's, it's refreshing. I like being told when I'm wrong, too. Like, when I actually am wrong, like, I like hearing the feedback that I was wrong. But, like, I just had that, that whole thing with that Shillex account recently, and he was wrong and totally unwilling to admit it. I've, like, even with all I just said that I would partner with a company, I've never in my life showed a coin. I've never partnered with any companies. Like, and I'm not saying that, like, to protect my name or anything. Like, I just told you I would. But I haven't. And it was weird to me that, first of all, I was getting called out for doing a giveaway. And the person said that I was being greedy by doing this. And then second of all, um, when presented with actual evidence that that wasn't the case, they kind of just doubled down on it and were like trying to call me a liar when they're blatantly lying about me. So that's when, that's when I had to go public with it. I was like, you're not going to be dragging my name through the dirt like this. So I had to post it on my page and I kind of just started going hard because it's like the inner shit poster in me. Like I have to respond to this. Type <laughs> of shit. So w- what could the motive be behind something like that? Why, why do you think people would try to put on that white hat and go after people? It's a clout chaser. He wants followers. There's not, there's no other reason you would do that. And, and you can see like he's getting followers, like because people love drama. Right. And he may very well call out some people that are actual paid shows and they're doing some, uh, you know, negative stuff to their followers. We've seen that with uh, like CryptoGat, where he got found out in that one article that he was uh, being given a coin that he was going to pump and basically dump it on his followers. Yeah, like that that shit is unethical as fuck. I've been calling out that, that, that like I've been calling that kind of stuff out from day one on my on my page. Yeah, and that's why it's even funnier that that Shillex dude came for me because like I've been putting this shit on blast. Like, like not what? to the degree that he is. Like I always have proof behind mine, but he never has proof with the shit that he's doing. He's just going off assumption, and you can see what happens with that when he comes against somebody like me, where I have the proof to back up that he's lying. Yeah, and that's you know obviously when you when you are on some kind of vendetta or you are looking to chase clout, whatever it is, you know usually uh, studies will show that your easiest first target is someone who is 
who has also done the same thing because it causes the most attention to shift right away. Right. right because right, right. even in like the back and forth, dirty hand finger. Yep. Yep. Because even, even in the back and forth, he's going to be able to nab some of the followers that you have or other people have just for that drama. Right. Well, it's so. funny. Cause yesterday, a bunch of people, like I saw one of the posts he made and he was basically like, like flat out just attacking crypto shill nye who's also like one of my friends like i like that dude he's nothing but positive like he's, yeah. not, he's never showed anything like his whole page is all about just motivation and positivity and it's this hard dude to go was after. shitting on him yeah he was shitting on him from his account yesterday and the amount of backlash he had he deleted the tweet eventually it was hilarious because i was like you can see the intention and the character of the person behind this page by that tweet and that just validates everything i said about him he's just going trying to take people down because he's insecure or jealous or whatever and it, it show gates you still there we got to get this technical difficulty thing worked I out shows like i know hangouts has been so messed up so, yeah, I mean, in, in full disclosure, obviously, I told you this before we started, but I've got the, uh, the interview that I'm doing with him. And I, I'm, you know, I'm eager to get that out. I'm taking an unbiased, you know, approach to it because, you know, I've, I frankly have never been paid. To, I'd honestly love to, to talk to him. Like, you know, I wouldn't even be on some, like, rah-rah shit. Like, I wouldn't come at him. I just want to sit down and talk to him and understand where he's coming from and why he did what he did to me because it's ridiculous. Yeah, I appreciate that you're going to interview him and take like a, a neutral point because I think that's important for people to be able to hear. Well, we got to figure out what like what's behind people's motives. Plus, I think that and, you know, in our last conversation that we we had with Peter McCormick, he was talking about how it's very difficult for people to ever get on common ground and have a real conversation. Like if you're a Ripple supporter and you want to have a conversation who, with someone who's staunchly against Ripple, it's impossible. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right there's yeah, no yeah. eye to eye. So you got to we got to find a way to where two mature adults can have a real conversation and it not just be about followers, it be well, about that, substance. That goes back to what I was saying earlier when you asked me what I hate in the space. That's exactly yep. it. People aren't willing, like there's these teams and these teams are like constantly warring with each other and I don't like that shit. It's, it's like politics almost, like left versus right, whatever. Like it's Twitter gangs, bro. Community. Yeah, dude, it's insane. Like I just want everybody to be cool and at least respect the difference of opinion well it's yeah. like the good versus the bad basically i mean some <laughs> some people are really never just gonna open up they're never gonna have that conversation some people are just gonna talk shit on twitter and that's that they don't give a shit what it does to somebody what it you know they don't Twitter tough guys right. yeah like let's talk in person nah i'm good i'm just gonna shit talk you on <laughs> exactly twitter like no how about people out in real life like they're not doing shit no right. like yo come hang out let's talk and they think you want to like fight or something but it's like no let's no, talk I just what's talk. going what's going on with you like what's your problem but so dude chill i gotta ask obviously shill gates being your name you're on right. here is there a project right now whether it's proof of work proof of stake something you're just holding or, or trading or whatever is there a project that you like that you see as really taking a leg up in the, the rest of the year uh i mean i could just take this time to like show my bags but for me personally and i just tweeted about this the other day uh it's basic attention token okay uh mostly because of who's behind it the guy that created mozilla firefox yep 
I just feel like um, now they're using Brave Browser, which to be fully transparent, I tried to use and it's just not there yet. Um, I'd love to use it and support it, but right now I'm using Opera and it just has so many more features that Brave doesn't, so I can't make the switch. I mean, if, you, if you're if you into Bat and whatever, like, and you want to go over and support and try it, it's a decent enough browser. It's just, it's not as good as what I'm using. But right. I think what they're doing is really interesting in terms of, like, monetizing the internet. Allowing any page on the internet to be able to be tipped is an incredible idea to me. I think that's really good because there's tons of content creators out there. And the biggest issue with content creation is always monetization. And having Bat be like a vehicle to be able to even just tip like a normal news website. I think that's an incredible idea because I'm all about voluntary exchange. Obviously being a libertarian, like I want people paid for their services, but I want it to be like in a voluntary, you know, agreement. Sure. Based more, more of an effort based system than, than just giving people money for nothing. Yeah, exactly. True, man. I really do. Like, I don't, like a lot of projects like a lot of these things i just use as ways to make money in terms of trading like i'll be fully transparent like i always say i'm in this for more fiat i'm not in it for the tech but that's one of the few that has tech that i actually do see the use case for and i do appreciate nice so dude tell people where they can find you i know that we're we're getting close to wrapping things up here but i want to make sure people know where they can find you on uh, on the interwebs all right, yeah, so um, my, the biggest place to follow me would just be Twitter, and that's at RealShillGates. And then uh, I got to figure out what my actual YouTube channel is. Hold on, let me just pull it up here. I don't know. If, Do you have it linked right, on your Twitter? Yeah, I'm going to put it in my Twitter description. And you can just search ShillGates on, uh, on YouTube, and you should find me. Like, it's the same avatar and everything, so it should be pretty obvious. Awesome, man. Yeah, there. Uh, Leah, is there anything you wanted to wanted to wrap up with? Any concluding thoughts? Not much, man. Nah, I mean, I just, oh, oh, you're talking to him. Yeah. <laughs> no, man. I just wanted to say it was awesome to get to know who you are, man. You're you're a straight shooter. You came from a, you know, you have a strong background. You went through some stuff, and it's cool to hear the, just the honesty and transparency. Uh, transparency we see in this space you know it's a, it's cool to see re- real people and connect with them and so it's been a pleasure for me so yeah i think that's what it's all about like i i have a friend who does like a lot of like crypto meetups and stuff and i think that's really cool for people to be able to like uh get together and meet up and you know just actually see each other in the real world instead of just behind the screen like i know some people are anonymous but it's really cool to have community and people that you have shared interests with. And I think that that's a really good idea. And I'd like to start maybe going to some of these things at some point in the future, whether it's a convention or meetups, whatever. Awesome, man. Well, dude, we really appreciate you coming on. It's been awesome getting to know you. Uh, and I think that this is, this is a great, a great indicator for people that are listening to this that may be brand new that you can come from any background it doesn't really matter what your education level is your skill set is as long as you apply yourself you can learn right there's the ability to make money in this space no matter the market no matter your background you just got to be hungry and get after it so uh show gates dude i appreciate you coming on um yeah, we're, thanks, gonna go ahead, we're gonna go ahead and sign this bad boy off but it's been an absolute pleasure man awesome thanks for having me <laughs>